You must know that first. Can't nothing and nobody fade what we trying to do and what we about to do. Second thing is, we got this game on our level. You understand what I'm saying? Yo, welcome to another episode of In Space. I'm your host, Chris Connor. As always, brought to you by Buku Media, brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, the good, po- the good people in New York life. Be sure to like, subscribe, comment what you like, what you don't like. You see the, you see the, uh, the, the drop back here. Um, w- one of these days, I'm gonna go through like all this, the the stuff that's up here. Some of it is just is in the way because I ain't got it set up the way my girl probably told me to. But yeah, you know. Um, but now, nah, man, let's uh let's get into it. So the title, everything has to be better and. I mean, I know, like, might be listening, like, no shit, Chris. Like, yeah, everything has to. Yeah, but Pelicans, Pelicans have 14 games left. They um, have a game against the Lakers. We we talk enough about these games. We know what this matchup means to the city. We know what the Lakers coming in town, players, players and all, means um, – for even the players, just the intensity is different. The intensity is different for some Pelicans players that are currently listed and some former Pelicans players that come in. It's just, you know, the the electricity in the city. I happen to be in the city for the last game that was in that was in New Orleans. And I mean, I didn't even go to the game where you could just feel people tense, right? It, it, it was a game that, you know, at the time, I think the Pelicans were like in the – seventh spot or something like that Pelican and the Lakers were still in 13th but it felt like these two teams were in the middle of a playoff game or a playoff series that's just how it is the at this point when these two teams get together but everything needing to get better goes beyond just this matchup for this team this franchise simply going for right um man I, I you know I talked about it a lot in the the recap the other night about just where the fan base was at coming into this season and simply that alone right because when the season started and and you get into number one number one seed in the west like no matter where the fan base was before your team's the best in the western conference for a period of time i mean after what i think that was december people are gonna be excited and happy and proud but Team won 35, 36 games, and it was some of the fun, the most fun shit that you could really um imagine, which is crazy. It's it's hard to tell a you know a regular person or maybe a team like a Lakers fan right there's championships, like, yeah, man, I know y'all got them rings, dog, but look, like the yeah, we won 36 games was one of the most fun times I had as a fan. Like, but that's what it was. And whether you point at spaces, whether you whether you point at the watch parties, the different personalities that you know that pulled up, the way the media turned, the marketing, the uh, just the, all the different content and fun that showed up, and that have still has still been present since. The momentum was high, man. People people bought in, and some that were on the fence was right there ready to buy in, and it felt like the way that this that the season started, Pelicans were really capitalizing on all of it and. No matter what you point at, man, I mean, you could point at injuries, you can point at coaching, you can point at front office decisions, non-decisions, the, you know, the roster, um, 
mentalities, whatever the case may be, sophomore slumps. The Pelicans right now are currently two games under 500. And hell, these next six games can possibly determine the rest of their season. So for that to go the way that we all want it to go, right? I mean, I know Buku, Buku Media lately. I don't know, like, what what's people's fascination with this now? But it's like, I don't get how you get to a point to where people look at you aiming to be objective for a team you've been watching for 20 years is viewed as, like, negative or you don't want the team to win. Like, bro, I don't, I don't play for this damn team. Like, it's not – I don't need my opinion to be right for me to be happy about the team because if this team were the New Mexico Pelicans – uh, they were the Wyoming Pelicans. If they move to Nevada tomorrow, I'm probably out. I'm I'm probably gonna hope that they invest the New Orleans invest into a cricket team somewhere or baseball or something because New Orleans is the attachment for me. It's the attachment for a lot of you guys that are watching. That's why we really here. So I don't want these motherfuckers to fail. I I don't want my I don't want my opinion to be um to hold high over what this team does. You know what I'm saying? Like it's been it's 20 years of this, bro. Like, you know, and counting. So um, the ultimate goal, regardless, is, is to see this team win however they can do it. And right now, you know, they're in a situation where they haven't been doing a lot of it lately. But since Zion's went out, and it's m- m- my opinion, and I know five five wrote an article about it, uh, when Larry Nance was in the spaces, uh, we talked about identity. We talked about um, just what what is their identity, period. And maybe the question, a better question would have been, I didn't think about the time. Maybe the, the question would have been, what is this team's identity since Zion has went out? Because when Zion was healthy, yeah, you got a chance to see a generational talent, 100%. You got a chance to see him play MVP style basketball. And a lot of individuals can, you know, um, were affected positively for that. Some individuals had career highs just based off of Zion's gravity. That's just how it is with generational talents. We see it all the time for a bunch of different teams around this league, specifically in basketball. But with that, when they were winning and they were playing well, the ball was moving. Um, every Everybody was locked in. It felt like defensively. Sure, you had a little bit more flexibility with the way that Zion was playing on both sides of the floor. But um, it felt like you had so many different individuals that were going to be able to beat you and they were playing above their means. Well, you lose Zion and then there's a period when Brandon isn't back. He finally comes back. You don't have that same that same feel now certain guys don't have the same rhythm, the same, you know, the same swagger that they had when one was out there, they start to struggle. Confidence starts to, starts to creep down. And now, even though the parts are similar to the team that made the playoffs last year and it took Phoenix to six to six games, they're not the same team. Certain parts on this team either aren't available right now. And I'm, I'm talking about talking about Jose Larry's banged up. Brandon's been 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 in and out, or um, I mean, I think he what he played he played 11, 11 straight games or something like that. Uh, but point is, is that 
they're simply not the same team. They're not clicking the same way. Teams aren't um, defending them the same way. They're attacking their weaknesses and stalling the Pelicans. And depending on the night, there may not be the right counter that's available. And if the energy ain't right, you see a game like the Thunder game, for example. But that's what when you say everything has to be better, that's what I'm pointing to. Um, Connecting quarters together. You know, I mean, that Dallas game, perfect. The mentality, the identity of that game, if the Pelicans were able to put up that kind of effort, that kind of success for four quarters with a healthier team, they'll beat the Lakers tomorrow. They'll beat Houston twice. Houston who just beat Boston. They'll beat San Antonio that, you know, um, just beat Denver. They'll beat Charlotte who's been playing better. And that's not, you know, those are prizes at this point, right? You, you, um, the Pelicans are going to be favored in those Houston games by, I'd say over five, six, seven points, you know, or, or somewhere in that range. Same for Charlotte and San Antonio. But the point is, you know, that Dallas game, they had goals in mind and they stuck to it for the most part. And even when they got away from it, they had played enough good basketball together as a group. It was too much for Dallas to overcome at the end. And CJ McCollum had a, had a tremendous closing, but they had a goal. Luca, we going to pack the paint and we're going to force these other guys to shoot. Herb is going to, Herb is going to harass you. And we're going to force some other guys to beat us. And they defended well, and then they gang rebound and got got in the transition, moved the basketball, and that why that's why you got a contribution from so many different individuals, similar to what worked for them last year and worked for them when they were winning games with a bunch of different people in the lineup earlier in the year, not just with not just alone with Zion. So you able to put out an effort like that, or like the effort in the beginning of, of the uh, Golden State game, I think that first quarter or the second quarter of the Sacramento game. And hell, I mean, all of the Portland game, but it's a mentality like mentality, the, you know, the mindset, the intensity, the things that you can control, they, you know, they supersede your opponent. Sometimes, sometimes you just want it more than the next dude that's out there or the next team that's out there that goes a long way. And when the Pelicans have won games, the, that that's been the fun thing about this, about this group that people have kind of latched onto is that like, you weren't able to outwork this team. Well, if you're able to be, you know, I mean, in, in a lot of the losses that they've had this year, and even the ones where they have shot themselves in the foot, they've been outworked. They haven't come out with the same level of intensity as an, as the next team in a stretch where every game matters. So, you know, we're talking about when we say everything has to be better, we're talking about a game plan. We're talking about players. We're talking about availability. We're talking about how they approach the game and we're, talk, we're talking about them moving the ball. Can't be ball moving one quarter and then the next quarter, the ball is sticking. You can't afford to do that right now. Not with some of the things that have been said. And this West Coast, I mean, this uh, this Western Conference is so psychotic right now, man. Everything is somehow still in reach. The sixth seed and fifth seed, you're two and a half games out of being um, in one of those spots. And you're surrounded by a couple of teams that don't even want to be next to you. You play all these teams ahead of you. You play Minnesota. You play Golden State. You play the Clippers. But 
for them to be able for for the Pelicans to be able to take advantage of these last few, you know, this last few weeks going into April. And I mean, look, you get on another winning streak, even against some bad teams. Let's say you win, you know, we look up in a week and they've won four straight or five straight. Well, now you start talking about Zion coming back. Now you're over 500 again. Now you can realistically start start be you know talking about um, what this team can possibly do going into April. The you know the confidence comes comes back. You don't need 41 points from Trey Murphy every night, but him consistently being able to um, add things. And, I, and look, man, I'm happy. I'm so happy for that dude, man. I've had a bunch of different conversations with his dad. You know, uh, and his mom as well. Happy to see them in the building yesterday. Happy to see Trey drop 41 because I know he puts in the work. And I know sometimes, you know, the teams have made adjustments and how they and how they guard him. Well, now he's making adjustments again. He got to a point in the season where when teams started closing out on him, he may he may have been in his head. He may have been trying to stick to what he was told. Now, nah, bro, he just he just hooping, playing basketball, pump fakes, side dribbles side gathers um driving kicks dri- dribble drives you're starting to see more of these things slowly linked together but if it's not it doesn't have to be 41 points 15 seven rebounds he grabbed seven you know the other night herb, herb jones uh, attacking the boards in a similar manner he had nine rebounds in that in, in that dallas game six uh no no i'm sorry eight the game after that and then um I think in the Portland game, he ended up with six, but he's moving the ball defensively. He's been spectacular again, but pretty much spectacular all, all season. And now the jump shot confidence, him just him strictly not worried about the fact that teams are ignoring him, slowly starting to put together better shooting outputs as well to go with him, attacking the, um, him getting to the rim, him getting to the free throw line, just playing like a dude that, um, believe that he belongs again, and that's dope to see. Um, but they're gonna need that from a lot of from everybody. Maybe you know it might be it might be a Jonas night. Every night may not may not look like the Dallas game or look like the Portland game for CJ, where he was really facilitating the basketball really well. Maybe it's Dyson. Maybe it's Jackson again. Um, you're welcoming Larry back. Maybe in a few weeks we're talking about Jose. I'm not. You know, we'll have to we'll have to see. But guys are gonna have to be out there playing for each other. You're gonna have to have Brandon Ingram back. And then maybe we could be having some better conversations to get that to get some of that optimism back because the pessimism is is creeping back in. People don't want to get too excited because they feel like that they're gonna, you know, that they they're gonna be let down. And that's never that's that's that PTSD that sticks with this fan base. Uh, you know, this this team, this organization, man, you have these people. A lot of them are still here. You don't want to go into another offseason of indecision, confusion, and just, you know, a question mark to try to figure out the future of this team. Make Take advantage of what you have in front of you now. And even if it's not the prettiest finish to how it looked when the team was number one in the West, if you find yourself in a six, a six seed, but hell, I'll even take a seven seed in a home game to, you know, to get – into the playoffs right now, one win at that point. Everything's still on the table, and they can. I think that they have enough, and I think the talent is there for them to make it happen. 
if everyone is locked in, they apply themselves and people know what they're playing for, which at the end of the day, more than anything else, is going to take unselfishness and sacrifice. Speaking of sacrifice, our guys here at DraftKings Sportsbook, they have a message for you as uh, March Madness approaches. Ready for, under, for the underdogs, the upsets, the unbelievable action from DraftKings Sportsbook. The biggest tournament in college basketball is here right now. New customers can bet just $5 on college hoops and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all customers can score a no-sweat bet during round one and two of the tournament. Go to the app, opt in, and place a no-sweat bet this weekend. If it doesn't hit, you'll get a bonus back up to $10. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Sign up with the code BOOP. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. You don't know what that is, and you're watching live. It's right there underneath. It's right, right there. DraftKings, use code BOOP. If you're listening, B-O-O-T. Go ahead and put that bet in, y'all. Turn that five into 200. Um. If you if you or anyone you know has a gambling problem, please call one eight seven seven eight Hope NY. Text Hope NY. Um, crisis counselor and referral services can be accessed by calling one eight hundred Gambler. Also, got to give a shout out to our people at Birdsall Law Firm, right right there on Poison Street by the Superdome. If you or anyone that you know have been involved in an accident, please 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 get them get those people a call. Give them a shout out. They're the ones that we go to when we um run into our our uh, plethora amount of um circumstances here at boot crew media so shout out to the, the good people at birdsaw law firm appreciate y'all as always i want i, I want to hear from you guys in the comments i want you guys to tell me um what do you think has to be better for this team to do well down the stretch and kind of um get some winning consistency involved not this not the you know the up and downs, not the the long losing streaks, not the pessimism that is that has creeped back. The you know the overall um, you know what? How do you turn this season into somewhat of a positive? As if you continue to lose a bunch of games, you go on another losing streak. You're talking about a failure. Uh, all things considered, no matter who you point at. Appreciate y'all getting the comments. Let me know there will be a spaces after the Laker game. If you're not familiar with Twitter Spaces, I don't have every uh, another minute to really describe it to you. But it's yeah, listen, tap in with me on Twitter at Impatient Bull. I walk you through the steps. It's a it's a fun time. It's um it's a community. And uh, win or loss, we gonna be here to talk our shit, man. So y'all pull up. Speaking of, y'all know how we get out of here. In the building, I told you last time, get with us. We'll get out of here, man.